Welcome to the Just Being Honest podcast. This is your host, KB. I'm a lifestyle designer, intuitive healer, and a creator of a wellness workspace called the KB Apothecary. Welcome to my world. We're cultivating a lifestyle environment based with quality of consciousness for all, here to unveil your authentic truth. What does that mean? Listen in to find out because we are all multi hyphenate beings. So join me on the ride. It's getting deep. Boom shakalaka laka. And just like that, we are in Taurus season. You're probably thinking, well, if you don't know what I'm talking about, you're probably thinking, KB, what? What are you talking about? Well, guys, if you felt it any which way that I felt it, you all know that the beginning of April, the end of March, holy smokes, like fiery, 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 rapid fire. Um, Yeah, that Aries season was quite a B-I-T-C-H all over the place, all freaking over the place. So now we move into Taurus season, which um, it's all about Earth, right? We've got Earth Month. We've got... Um, about all about embodiment, all about feeling ourselves in the skin and flesh that we live in on this earth. Um, we have all about just kind of embracing, um, you know, like the finer things in life. That's what I always think about Taurus. Taurus people always have a really great taste. Um, the other thing is with Taurus season, we're going to see some things come up, I think, about financial money, perhaps, maybe stock market. I don't know. Don't hold me to that. Also, with like the food industry, the food culture, um, anything above that nature. Um, anyways, that's not what the episode is about today. But I want to touch on a subject that I have been, and I think all of us can totally relate upon, um, especially the past year that we went through and um, just kind of what I felt kind of building up since 2000, well, in my world, 2017. Um, I think it really kicked in in 2018, this collective shift that we are going into, but I definitely energetically felt it start in around 2017. And that's when I became a really kind of emotionally um, going inward in, you know, some people might be like, well, probably not. I've seen you out and about, but no, I really kind of became a little bit more hesitant of other people's energetic barriers in setting on part on mine. Um, kind of like that distance of like, get your aura out of my aura, right? (laughs) Now we're all kind of forced to with that six, six feet of social distancing, but Today's show, I just want to lightly touch on um, social anxiety. That was really like not even about to come out very well. But, and I may be stumbling over my words. Last week I did as well. Um, I've had some like inflammation all over and my tongue at this point gets very large and thick and it's hard for me to talk. My lips look like I got collagen injections. So bear with me. I'll try to talk slow and very just mm, intellectually. But anyways, today I want to talk about social anxiety. And 
basically how emotion regulation can really influence social anxiety. So by us attempting to regulate our emotions, perhaps that could be the key towards overcoming or getting through a social anxiety situation. Maybe just one. Um, that kind of culminate, culminate, <laughs> is that the right word? The bigger picture, okay? Um, so there are many key points to this episode, but I'm just gonna like jump in. I'm gonna dive in deep. Um, everything's going well in my world, I guess. I'm just here, literally. Like, <laughs> I kind of posted this on Instagram the other day about... It's kind of interesting that we do wake up every day and we have this to-do list every day. We have this to-do list. Many of us live that way. But I kind of hit this just, you know, clear clarity, clear mindedness. (laughs) Here we go. Get the matcha. Come on, matcha. Kick in. Kick in. Um, That, you know, we're all striving to make a piece of paper you know, called money or coin, you know, to like do the laundry or something. I don't know. Um, But in all reality, we really need not much to live a nice, happy, fruitful life. Enjoyable life, right? We really all just need, you know, health, happiness. And we can find that in a multitude of different ways safety, perhaps. And a lot of those resources can be absolutely free. So I believe with social anxiety being in that and what I have felt kind of built up over the years, especially within myself and what 2020 really made us um, become more internal and stay alone and isolated, we realize that we don't need a lot And that a lot of us have quit jobs that do not serve us because we woke up with the realization that this is not the purpose of why I want to be living and this is not how I want to design my life. And so with that being said, I'm going to get off the bandwagon, but I just want to say, guys, we can cultivate such a rich, and I say rich, world rich community by the littlest things. Communication, clear communication, honest communication. We can cultivate richness and wealth, real authentic wealth by being vulnerable. And I mean sharing our truth that goes beyond that. The intimacy of really being loyal to a friend. I'm not talking intimacy as in sexual intercourse, right? Because that's hardly intimacy. That's an act that does not last, right? Intimacy is energetics. Intimacy is holding the hand of a friend and saying like, I'm here for you. Or perhaps, you know, giving your mom a facial, you know, because she's had a tough day, you know, or patting someone on the head or rubbing a dog's ear. Those intimate connections. Wow, going off in a tangent here. But I will come back. So basically, with social anxiety, you know, I found kind of 
a real state of consciousness with this within myself. And I called my sister one day. It was many, maybe four years ago. God, I can't believe it's been that long. But I was walking the strand and I felt this wave of like this clobber in my throat. Almost, you know, there was too many people around me. And I felt this high vibrational energy zing in my head. Um, almost stating the I have to get out of here. And I'm not saying I was in like a mob fest. It was just that there were almost these robots going by me. And I don't know if you've ever experienced something like this, but I felt completely 100% in this weird bubble realm. Um, and I wanted to get out. I wanted to get out of it. I couldn't breathe very well. And I guess you could call that social anxiety. I wasn't even talking to people. Or if I was to talk to someone, I ended up sounding kind of foolish. I would say something that was almost like, why did I just say that? You know? And then it's like they wouldn't respond or even recall like, huh? You know? Like that uncool thing that you do in the hallway in high school. You're like, oh my gosh. The popular person thinks I'm a complete nerd, even more than I am, right? And so I'm not talking or I'm not going down the phase of like belittling ourselves, but I am trying to, I guess, bring this to a reality that this is a true and realistic and tendency of a lot of us to go through social anxiety. I mean, I have to admit something. I know I'm such a beautiful being, but I'm a really unique, sensitive being at the same time. I'm sensitive to so many frequencies, so many different vibrations. And a lot of other people have either very sharp vibrational energies or very dull vibrational energies. That being said, I can't resonate very well with them. You're probably like, what are you talking about? Just carry on with me. But I'm just going to say, most people have experienced social anxiety at some point. I get it. I have too. If you have, raise your hand. You might want to take notes on this episode, by the way, because I kind of did some deep dive research and it's really, really helpful. But back to social anxiety. Whether, you know, it was before a work presentation or perhaps a first date or maybe you're meeting new people or getting out of quarantine, you're re-meeting new people. Oh my gosh, I don't even know what to do. Well, the experience of anxiety itself is, it's usually not problematic. It's often a response to the anxiety that creates the larger picture of a problem. So when does social anxiety cross over into perhaps a disordered territory? That's my biggest question. And, you know, the frequency of anxiety and the impact of anxiety on someone's life constitutes a disorder. That's what I'm going to say. Specifically, in these cases, this is defined as social anxiety disorder, or we're going to say it's called SAD. So the frequent experience of a marked fear about social situations where someone could potentially be exposed to judgment or rejection by others. Yeah, ding, ding, ding. Totally 100% rings a bell. The second one is the social anxiety and associated avoidance 
of situations causes significant impairment in the person's life. So it's almost like one thing frightens you a little bit, so then you isolate yourself so you don't have to get frightened from it, and then it makes matters worse. (sighs) Yeah, totally. For sure. And SAD is the fourth most common mental health disorder after depression, alcohol use, and specific phobias, you know, that range amongst many things. And did you know there's approximately 12.1% of the general population that will actually experience SAD in their lifetime? And I think that rate, that percentage has probably gone way, 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 way up since the past year. Paging Dr. KB. Okay, so I'm not a doctor, but sometimes I feel like I am because I'm doing self-experimentations on myself all the time. One of my latest is Ion Biome. Ion Biome! And let me tell you something, guys. Humanity is facing a global crisis with pesticides, antibiotics, disease outbreaks, and environmental pollutants working against our mental and physical health. Well, Ion Biome's gut-strengthening, soil-derived supplement goes beyond probiotics to help your microbiome flourish on its own, the natural way. Ion Gut Health supports your body via redox signaling to rebuild the gut lining and maintain tight junction integrity for proper barrier support. Mmm, I like that sound. This function creates a domino effect of good health, promoting immune function, mental clarity, and respiratory and digestive wellness. All a 10-point winner in my game. Put simply, Ion Gut Health helps you thrive. If you're interested in seeing how Ion Biome works with boosting your immunities, head on over to justbeinghonest.com, click on the shop page, follow the link to Ion Biome, and you can read up more. Also, I highly recommend the subscription option because then you don't even have to worry about clicking to order more. You will be in tip-top shape without a worry in the world. Guys, again, that's justbeinghonest.com. Click on the shop page and back to the show. There are many like, I want to say combinations with SAD, but two of the most common are depression and alcohol use disorders. Yeah, I think we could all completely 100% agree on that. Now, people with eating, eating disorders or psychosis of some sort, or autism spectrum disorders, also have elevated rate of this SAD compared to the general population. So that is like another combination, another culmination, I can't say it my tongue so big, culmination (laughs) of things, right? So just making the math equation a little bit more intense. And recently, there has been a lot of interest in the role of emotional regulation in SAD. Now, emotional regulation has been defined as efforts made to influence the particular emotions one has when one has them, and how these emotions are experienced and or even expressed. Following me? Great. The process model of emotion regulation is 
identified by five distinct stages where strategies can be implemented to influence one's emotional experience and expression. This process model is a usual and very useful conceptualization of the factors that basically maintain social anxiety and also help explain why social anxiety co-occurs and co-occurs with other disorders. That's the word I was looking for, co-occurs. Culmination. Oh my gosh, I have to say that five times fast today. So moving on, in an updated model of social anxiety, there was uh, a report made that expanded on how um, basically emotion regulation strategies and the deficits in applying adaptive strategies are involved in SAD during each of the stages of emotion regulation. So this is a whole bag of worms, a whole tongue twister. So follow me closely. I will, I will speak slowly right now. So five stages, right? Number one, situation selection. Choosing which situations we approach, and in the case of someone with SAD, choosing to avoid a social event to avoid the discomfort that may come with socializing. I've done it. Yep, I've done it. I probably still continue to do it. <laughs> Number two, situation modification. Altering um, certain aspects of the situation to change our experience, such as standing in the farthest corner to avoid interacting with others. I don't know if I've necessarily done that, but sometimes I kind of, you know, gotta go to the bathroom or something at a particular point. Not to say that I've been to any social gatherings lately or parties or what have you, but <clears throat> it's a real thing. Number three, attentional deployment, okay? Focusing on specific internal or external cues, such as focusing on uncomfortable bodily sensations. Yeah. Some examples of that are like a racing heart, a flushed face, or how others are reacting to the conversation. Whew, oh my gosh. That's where the judgment really kicks in. And number four, cognitive change. How we interpret a situation such as Jumping to a conclusion that the person you are talking to is not interested when they might just be distracted, <laughs> right? Simply distracted. How many of you think or have even been on a first date and are like, oh my God, they don't like me. They don't, they don't like me. This is awful. And really in turn, they like maybe just had a really bad day and are just in their head about a work situation maybe an uncomfortable conversation they had with a boss earlier that day. Oh guys, I can feel it. the matcha is kicking in. I'm talking a little faster. Um, <clears throat> anyways, they may just be distracted. So that's the hardest thing I think for me is to really step out of my body once again and look at the whole entire picture and just continue on. Cause we all wanna just like throw in the bone. Like I'm done, I'm done. Number five, response modulation. 
Okay, so what is this? All the above stages can elicit a range of emotional responses that I just mentioned. I get it. Such as the big one, ding, 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 anxiety. Instead of accepting the discomfort, many people, I have tried this as well, try to change or hide the experience either by getting rid of or suppressing the emotions. I also call this, my friend and I actually had a really great discussion about it the other day, an overactive anxiety. And I'll do a podcast more about this, but almost like um, shifting, right? Changing gears and moving on to a different activity. That could be an okay thing for a while, but in the long term, you're not really facing the event or the uncomfortable moment and working through it. So across the stages of emotional regulation, relying on a single strategy, for example, avoidance, that too often and not being able to flexibly employ a variety of strategies is, in my eyes, pretty problematic. Now, SAD has been associated with the underutilization of cognitive, basically, re-approvement, reappraisal, that's a better word, and the overuse of emotional suppression. Okay, you following me? I have been waking up in the morning feeling a little crunchy here and now again. Guys, I'm talking about, well, I don't know. I don't think it's age since I'm still pretty youthful in my spry 30s, but I've been doing a lot of moving and grooving, you know. I've been walking the puppy and running up and down hills and trekking over boulders. Right, the boulders of my oasis of a backyard I call California open land. But that being said... I was doing an at-home workout this morning, in fact, and my knees were feeling it. I've been taking a lot more baths at night, but sometimes I feel like I need that extra punch, that extra cushion, that extra love. That's why I like to go back time and time again to my favorite CBD company, Prima. Prima. It's pure and potent well-being essentials for skin, body, and mind, backed by science and built by nature to help combat stress and target issues at their source, so you can feel better every single day. Prima's products include skincare, supplements, body care, even gifts and bundles, because you know what? Sometimes we want to try a little bit of everything. Am I right? An established B Corporation mentioned in the New York Times, Harper's Bazaar, People Magazine, even Well and Good, just to name a few. And you know what I love the most? I love these products. So write them down because you'll want to try them first. The Night Magic. You know I love an intensive facial oil to do my gua sha routine. The Bath Gem. Because you know the queen of baths is in the house and the R&R cream. Oh wait, I like to also top it off with their skin therapy because if you've been following me on Instagram, you've seen that I've been dealing with a little bad batch of eczema on the back of my legs and it's not so pretty. And let me tell you, this skin therapy, the extra ultra rich body butter has done numbers 
on that patchy patch patch of eczema. Right now, you can get 15% off your entire order by going to prima.co and entering code H-O-N-E-S-T, that spells honest, at checkout for 15% off. CBD products are in the house, and let me tell you, these are not any CBD products. These are clean CBD products. They know exactly where they source all the materials, all the hemp from, and plus, guys, it's a really rad company. Don't take it from me, or (laughs) rather, take it from me. Trust me, I've done all my research, and I've been the human guinea pig for you. Anyways, that code again is H-O-N-E-S-T, Prima.co. All right, back to the show. So let's go over that cognitive reappraisal word that I just said. So included in the cognitive change stage of emotion regulation, cognitive reappraisal is an attempt to reframe thoughts or conclusions about a situation. Ooh, that mind work, right? For example, someone might reframe their initial reaction. Here's an example. You know, that presentation was a total failure. That's my acting voice today. To something more realistic and less catastrophic, you know, less dramatic. Okay, I stumbled on my words in the beginning, but the rest of the presentation was okay, right? See, now you're like, okay, it's fine. Moving with the groove, right? And the next thing I just mentioned, emotional suppression. Included in the response modulation that I mentioned of, um, what stage was that? I don't know. I don't know. What, whichever one that was above. Um, emotion regulation Basically, the emotional suppression, excuse me, is an attempt to control, control, outwardly, expressed emotion. What? Yeah. For example, someone might try to hide their anxiety during a work meeting, which can, on the other, the flip side, make them appear stiff and disinterested or all up in their head. I'm telling you, in the end, the body language will reveal it all. In addition to increasing anxiety in the long term, the emotion regulation strategies may also be related to the tendency for people with SAD to experience less positive effect and more negative effect. Okay, here's another example for you. Um, There was one study found that participants with High social anxiety used emotional suppression more frequently and experienced a a fewer positive emotions and positive social events. What? No? Are you following me? Okay. And low positive effect cognitive appraisal and emotional suppression are also implicated in depression. Okay, so my scientist brain is really coming out here, and you might be a little confused right now, but I'm going to say that one more time. Low positive effect, cognitive reappraisal, and emotional suppression are also implicated in depression, which could explain high rates of um, the sad and depression combining as one. Oh my gosh. So, (laughs) 
we've got to even it out, right? So understanding the mechanisms underlying SAD is highly critical for creating the most effective treatment. Currently, the cognitive behavioral therapy, as many of you perhaps have um, taken on, is considered the gold medal standard for social anxiety disorder. More recently, another thing to add to that is mindfulness and acceptance-based treatments for social anxiety have been shown to significantly reduce SAD symptoms. All right. So these psychotherapies for SAD focus on both distorted cognitions, such as unrealistic social expectations they may have, or I might have, or you might have, underestimating negative consequences, post-event processing, self-focused attention, perhaps, and also those maladaptive behaviors like avoidance of social situations, events, safety behaviors like like the phone <laughs> or even substance abuse, you know, imbibing. Those are often used to maintain social anxiety symptoms. Hmm. So um, behavioral therapies typically also include, this one's really great in my book, exposure, th- exposure therapy where the individual purposefully exposes themselves to situations that cause anxiety. Now, have you done that one? This is like me training my puppy and telling her to leave something, but first I have to expose her to it. I have to walk up to the pine cone on the ground and make her want it. And then, chink, leave it, you know? That's kind of what you have to do. Exposures done in a mostly therapeutic context can actually really help people learn that the terrible outcomes they feared don't occur as often as they thought and that when they do occur, they are better able to cope with the situation and their emotional response than they believed they could have ever have before. And most importantly, people learn that tolerating some discomfort, you know, getting uncomfortable with getting comfortable with the uncomfortable is a price worth paying to live their lives fully and consistent with their values. So going through the tornado, coming out on the other side and saying, I'm still whole. I am still whole. Guys, for, thanks so much for joining in. This has been another amazing episode of the Just Being Honest podcast. I'll talk to you next time. Kiss, kiss, hug, hug, peace, love, be well. Ciao. Thank you so much for listening. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to give me a follow on Instagram if you do not already do so at Just Being Honest KB. And I hope you have a lovely day. I'll see you next time.